but I offer you something healthy to eat. You don't like the way it tastes, so you frown your food up and you're done with it. I offer you an opportunity to now learn how to start that business that you want to start. You don't like the way the curriculum looks. Oh, it takes seven weeks? Yes, it takes seven weeks. Yes, it takes seven weeks for you to learn how to scale, how to how to develop this skill. You have been working for 13 years and continue to learn how to be broke for 13 years. Why you can't spend seven trying to get better? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Well, welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. Um, this is uh, episode, I don't know, a hundred and something. Uh, we've come a long way. This is really exciting that uh, we get to sit here and you guys get to see our journey of entrepreneurship. We are active coaches. Not We're active entrepreneurs, not just coaches, right? Y'all should be excited to know that our podcast is not us telling people what to do. A lot of it is our own journey. And I, I actually told my, my students, I don't really have students, but I told my community that I will always be building something that pays me outside of me teaching people. Just nothing wrong Nothing wrong with it, right? Because if you've, if you've got to a certain level and you're coaching people, that's amazing. But what, the pressure that I put on myself is I'll, I will always be building something. My only source of income will not be coaching, only because I don't call myself a coach. So um, give that a round of applause. We are going to continue to be entrepreneurs. You will see our growth. Um, we are right now in Tampa, Florida. You know, I can't let that slide. What? You are still an entrepreneur of 100% of your businesses in education. Still okay. an entrepreneur. Um, at some point, like there's levels to everything, right? Like most school systems require that you are a teacher before you can become a principal. People who are educators that have results have done the hard work. So if I choose to, because of the work that I've put in for year after year after year for 13 years, if I choose to now say, I don't have to do this work anymore, I want to 100% focus on educating you on how to achieve the results similar to me, you can't tell me I'm not an entrepreneur. You're right. But, but what you just said was, the way you positioned it was if, it almost feeds into those people who say, oh, you make all your money because you've created courses and programs teaching other people how to do. you damn right I do. And that's because okay. Because the course of the program is actually getting results. So. Yeah. And that's okay for you. That's okay and, and for that's you. That's not necessarily my model. Sure. I have other things that right, I do. Right, right. But. No, no, no. My, my, this is me personally. You know, someone they was on my live. They called me uh, David Shamuels. David what? David Samuels. Like the Kevin Samuels of entrepreneurship. I'll be saying controversial stuff. However, it is my personal objective because I love the game. Now, Donnie is an amazing coach. I tell everybody she gets results. It works. That's a dope business model. For me personally, I just told my morning meetup group, that I'm going to go, like, build stuff, and I'm going to teach you how I built it. Now, obviously, you can still get the same experience because you have 
20 clients in 20 different industries and you're really good at figuring it out, figuring out the process and you get results. And now you know in this particular industry how it works. I'm just talking about me. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Are you offended? No, I'm not offended because it's not my business model. But one of my other friends got offended. I can't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just because that idea, the notion of if all you do is teach people how to do something, then we're suddenly scam artists because we don't we haven't built the business. Oh, you're a scammer. You make all your money selling courses. Yeah, I, I do. Absolutely. I mean, people have to actually be getting results for, sure. for the course to continue to sell, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to um, make sure people who are in that lane understand fully that. Now, here's the thing with that, though. You can't just go do something, get a little bit of a result, and then now you're suddenly a coach. Or right. you couldn't have just gone through somebody else's coaching program. It's happened to me so many times. People have gone through my course or people who have gone through my coaching program and suddenly they've duplicated the model or the concept and now they're doing the same exact thing. Well, I don't really worry about people who do it. More so what I'm saying is because they won't get the result that I get. You, you right. haven't done what I've done. But that's not a solid business model. You can't just take a course and now you're teaching it. Typically, you take a course, you go and get the job, whether that's as an entrepreneur or a contractor or something. You have to prove that you receive the information and you can take that information and deliver the result from it. Do that a couple of times. And then if you want to teach other people how to do it, now you're an entrepreneur in that field as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you do consulting and that's not necessarily coaching. Because it's not like coaching students. It's we are building something and I'm putting processes and systems together so you make money. It's just for for me personally, I love the game. Yeah. I absolutely love the game. So it's not that I'm I feel like I'm even gonna make a whole like make all of my money from the podcasting studio, but I'm going through this process so that I can come here and tell y'all about it. Now, I'm going to go have a million-dollar day. I'm telling you this right now. In one day, I'm going to generate enough sales for a million dollars. Give me a round of applause real quick. I need the encouragement. I need the encouragement. I'm saying it to y'all, and it's not that... I, it's not a whole lot I can do making a million dollars in a day that I can't make in a million dollars in six months. It's not a whole lot. It's not like the money. But the fact that I did it, I'm going to talk about it for the rest of the year. And I'll talk about it on a podcast and I'll tell you how I did it. And I was just in a room, in an environment where that was the conversation. Can y'all imagine there's, um, there's, a, there's a group of people. Hold on. What were we talking about? We were talking about it at breakfast, right? And you're like, yo, you opened up a whole new world to me. And I'm like, yo, I just entered a whole new world too, where the conversation isn't about making six figures a year or seven figures a year. The conversation is about how do we make six figures in a day? Mm-hmm. seven figures in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this room of people who did it and people who didn't do it and they failed and only made $30,000 in a day. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm telling you, my man was sad too. He's like, I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I, can't, I, I hit the 30,000, but I can't really get to the next level and I'm here to learn how to, tr- what? I never even heard anybody talk like that. But now that I heard people talk like that. Right. You can't unhear it. I can't unhear it. Mm-mm. So then I started putting together this program. My mind said, oh, six figures in a day, six figures in a day. And I put together a plan and a program where I hit six figures in a day. One day, 
generated enough sales to make six figures. But the only reason I did it was because I was in the environment where that was the conversation. So we were talking about Fort Lauderdale. If your environment is, is not feeding you in, 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 in that type of way or stretching you to think bigger, you might need to move to another city. You might need to move. You might need to go somewhere. Or at least find the people in your city that's doing the thing that you desire to do because we're making a conscious choice to not go. Right. Every, yo, whether good or bad, I think, Donnie, is a decision. Everything. Whether you do it or you don't do it, you're making a decision. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'd like to know before I get into your week that if you can remember the environments that changed your whole perspective and how you got there. Yeah, so um, as you were talking, I was thinking about, so I became full-time as an entrepreneur. I've, I've been, I have been trying my hand at different ventures since I was 17 years old. But when I had my first real success and became full-time as an entrepreneur, it was in 2014. And I remember um, at that time, I was just really rebuilding as a result of like going through the, the 2008 to 2010 economic crash, right? So at this time, I'm- You went I'm, through that. Absolutely. I went through that. Like I lost everything. Lost my house, lost my oh, car. Oh, you were in like the real estate. Yeah, I was in yeah, real estate yeah. and I lost everything, right? And so my mom was gracious enough to allow me to live with her. Well, my mom still lived in her ch in my childhood home. And at this time, uh, you know, it's 2010 beyond. Uh, the house was built in, say, 1987. So now the house needs like some plumbing and it needs a new roof and some things happen down in the basement. And every single time I turned into the neighborhood, I saw a decent neighborhood of now older established homes and I would ride through and I would see people and wave at my neighbors when I turn in the neighborhood and it's my neighbors, you know, those neighbors who they're just getting by, but they happy with their little corner in the world, right? <laughs> you see them out there proud to be cutting their grass and you see them out there proud to be pl uh, planting their rose bushes. And I would just always say, that's not what I want. You see them having to move out because everybody's foreclosing on their homes. And I'm seeing these people who have been in their homes for 20 plus years. Now, this economy has forced them to have to make other plans. And I'm driving through the house. All of them are starting to look old. All the paint on the outside is starting to look like it needs a new, a new paint job. And it's, it just was not inspiring. Get into my house and me and my mom, I mean, me and my daughter are sharing my old high school bedroom or childhood bedroom. It's not an environment that I want to be in, nor was it an environment that I wanted for her. You can't have sleepovers because you and your mom sleep in the same bed. Is that humbling? How did you feel about that? Though? It was heartbreaking. It was beyond humbling, right? At least when you're humble, you still have some pride. But at that time, I, I didn't have any pride. How do you explain to your daughter that she can't do what the other kids are doing because you made bad choices? You made the decision to be irresponsible. Mm. You made the decision to not educate yourself about money. You knew you had to do it, but you just didn't do it. Right. So I had to tell her all those times, you know, how do you how do you lay in the bed with your daughter who's starting to grow a body and she she doesn't have the space to, like, explore herself and things like that. So I became. Yo, I'm sorry. Real quick, because I, I can imagine I remember there were certain reasons I couldn't get stuff growing up 
because I didn't do well in school or I had bad grades. But imagine your child doing everything that they're supposed to do. They're getting they good can. grades in school and they still can't. They still can't, right? And mm. I got tired, David, of having to make up games for her to understand. Like, oh, we're going to play this game and we're going to do this. And I got tired of having to sell her on the idea that we're so close. We do everything together. She loves me. You know, I got tired. This is, this is how it was. This is because there was no other choice. And even when this was happening around 2013, now, fast forward 2013, I'm back making six figures again, but I was still attached to that trauma of having lost everything. So I was not yet on my own. I was scared to go out and get another place. I found comfort in my mom's house. We could afford this small mortgage. Like we could afford this lifestyle. And I had to tell myself, I, I had to get to the point where I became sick and tired. And honestly, I think my daughter is what really was the catalyst for it because I would have, I would have negotiated my environment on my own behalf much differently than I do for my daughter. And so what ended up happening was I started to manage this property. I started to manage this high-rise apartment community in Atlanta. And the people who would come in there, I'd already been in property management for years. So now it's 2012, 2013. And the people who would come in there were getting these apartments that leased for like $4,000 a month. And they would come in and I would wonder like, what do you do? How can you afford to live here? Like, can you just tell me more? I take them on tours. Like, well, how did you get started in that? What are you doing? Like, how do, well, what do I need to qualify for that? And so many people were coming in who were doing things that I wanted to do that it made me feel like I am not activating my dream, but every single day I come into work to serve people who I could never afford to live like. And that became an issue for me. These people were living out what I actually wanted to do. They were entrepreneurs and high level executives. And, you know, I'm I'm coming into work and I just I just could not do it anymore. I was taking orders from someone who could care less like my boss could care less about what I had going on. And so now at this point, I'm in MLM in the company that you and I met in and I'm doing very well between my job and it. And it got to the point where my boss had one more time to piss me off. (laughs) We've all been there, right? One more time. And I was, I literally said, if they do this one more time, I am going to quit. They did it one more time. But before I quit, I started a business. I started a property management company leveraging my job to build my company, right? Now, I'm still living at home in my mom's house in, you know, College Park, Georgia, where I had grown up, but things have now changed in College Park, Georgia, the area that I lived in. And I decided that what the final straw for me and what changed was I wanted to live in the building that I managed. And we had an employee program. Long story short, my boss denied me for the unit. He did not hold me to the same criteria that the Caucasian women were able, the people who reported to me were able to get units in the building, two of them. But then the criteria changed when it was my turn to get units in the building. So I said, you know what? I make enough money. I am going to walk away from this. So that building that I once managed and was treated poorly in, I quit my job and I moved into the building. 
Mm. on my own. And I turned around and it became a goal of mine to make the people who mistreated me now have to serve me. (laughs) And people questioned it. Why would you want to live in a building where people mistreated you? These were employees. They were employees. You don't benefit off of me living in this building. The management company didn't mistreat me. These two people mistreated me. So now every single day, I am going to remind you of how to treat the people who are going to come and replace me. Because when I need my dry cleaning dropped off, Mm. (laughs) when I need my groceries delivered, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do I have a package downstairs? Can someone please bring it up? (laughs) That became... The motivation that I don't want to have to pull this car with you, but say something else. And I need somebody to drive my vehicle around and be washed, please. (laughs) (laughs) That literally became the motivation. But then what happened was, let me tell you this. Now, the rent in that building went anywhere from as as low as $3,000 to as much as $10,000. You could also buy units in this building for up to maybe two, three million dollars. And... What was happening was, as I'm living in this building, I still felt a little out of place. I'm getting onto the elevator with people who are in their pinstripe suits and their button-down shirts and their pencil skirts and their dresses, and they're getting on with their Manolo Blahnik heels and their red bottoms, and I still don't have any of that. Because now, at this point, I have to decide, do I want to look the part or be able to afford this rent Mm. every single month? So I was in the environment but it was shaken up for me because I didn't feel comfortable. When I turned on the street to my house in College Park, Georgia, I fit in like everybody else. When I moved to this high-rise building in Midtown Atlanta, I was clearly someone who stood out. I was one of the youngest. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective from bobby smurda to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths i listen and i'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us black representation again it hasn't always been uh shared from our perspective and black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of america's story Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. In the building at that time, and if you lived in that building at that time as a single woman, it was assumed that it was because you had a man sponsoring you. 
So every time I get on the elevator, people would, you know, say things like, so you and your boyfriend live here? Sheesh. You and your boyfriend live here? No. Ain't no boyfriend sponsoring this, right? <laughs> I'm working hard for it. So I say that to say, once I got in the environment to work, once, once I got into the environment that I worked so hard for, I was completely out of place. I did not fit in. So I still wasn't comfortable because I still wanted what set us apart. I wanted to bridge the gap. Like, you're not going to put me in this box where I can't afford to live here later. Now we're in the building. And not only did I at that time get a condo for myself, I remember when I brought my mom to come and look at the building to get her opinion on what she thought. I'll never forget. She was standing in the windows with her back to me and her eyes are just, you know, tears. And my mom used to say all the time, because every time I failed, I had to go back to home. Anybody else had to ever go back home again? Mm -hmm. Every time I failed, I had to go back to my mom and she would say things. I'm somebody's mom. And she would say, man, if anything ever happens to me, I am worried about how you are going to take care of you and your child. Wow. And so when it got to the point where I could now afford this unit, so I thought I really couldn't afford it. Not for real. Right. <laughs> I had them. I made the money to pay for it, but it, it just wasn't smart to do. But I get to this point where I can I have the money to pay for this and I bring my mom to this building and she's crying. She's in tears. She's like, I wish I could ever have lived like this. I wish I could have experienced. I, I'm so happy that you have this for yourself. And I said, well, you know, I'm thinking I'm running it back in my mind. Like now my mom still has to turn on that same street and see those same neighbors who are just making ends meet and see the pretty, the nice little couple who's planting their rose bushes. And that's all they want out of life. They're going to go to work and they're going to slave all day as long as they can come back and have their rose bushes. My mom, we're talking environment. So in order for me to change my environment, I also needed to help the people in my environment that I'm closest to change their environment. It started with my mom. And so as she's going through this process and she's crying, she's so proud. She said, I wish that I could ever have lived this way. <laughs> so I'm on the phone and I'm texting my realtor and I'm saying, hey, is there another unit in the building? And the lady is like, yep. So we go downstairs. We're looking at this other unit, Shans. And I told my mom, hey, let's go look at another unit. I just want to see. What do you think about this unit? And so we're in it and she's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is it right here. This is the floor plan, but it's too small for you and Deja. I think this is something better off like for a single person. Like if I were living here. Now, mind you, while she's doing this, I'm signing the paperwork. Mm. And I told my mom, like, good, this is yours. At this point, though, were you like just getting not just getting by, but just paying for your unit? No, I mean, I was making money. So at this point, I had... Are you saying when you first got into the building, it was, it was shaky? It wasn't necessarily that it was shaky. I felt out of place. I had never paid $3,000. My unit was $3,000. I had never paid that before. I had paid like, I think, $1,600 at most. So now I'm about to pay $3,000. And then I'm turning around and getting another one for my mama. So we're at nearly $6,000 at this time. It wasn't that I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money mindset. Mm. And because I had lost so much due to financial irresponsibility and my poor relationship with money, like I know I got the money, but I'm praying every single day, God, help me make good decisions with this money. Because now that I put it out there, like you went and got the building for the podcast studio, it has to work or it has to work. God, you didn't have me move my mama and my child for mm. us to have to go back to the house that needs a roof. 
Mm. and plumbing and everything else. So for me, when the environment changed, there was there was a fountain of things, so to speak, that that sprinkled down at one time. I had just left the job. I had, uh, because I was scared to spend money for real at that time, I saved all my money. So from the six-figure job, I really didn't spend too much. I was living with my mom. Um, and then I had the network marketing business that I was doing very well in. So I had a lot of capital on hand and I went for it. But there was no turning back. And now we're what? We're seven years later. That happened in 2014. We're seven years later. We're still in the building, wow. <laughs> right? That's we're still in the building. Mm. But... So for those of you who are having environmental issues, like I think it's such irresponsible advice sometimes that we give so haphazardly to people to say, you got to get away from those friends. Uh. Well, during that time, one of the friends who we're not necessarily on the same page today, but when I needed to eat, she fed me. Right. When I didn't have it, when I needed somebody to pick my daughter up from school, she was her ride. Though we are not on the same page necessarily today, this is not someone that I am willing to cut off. For sure. I just have to engage with differently, right? Because the mindsets are a little different now. When it comes to environment, you have to first identify what part of your environment is holding you back. And for 99% of the people in this room, it's you. That's a fact. I, I, um, I think my... I was looking for this environment and I just couldn't find it. Right. Anybody ever feel like that? You're in your city. It's like, where do you find these successful people? I don't know. And I think what happened was I really got into personal development and I started yeah. listening to Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn. Jim change of life. My gosh. He had these, he had these philosophies and, the, and, the, and these ideologies and the way he thought I could just relate to. So he would like break down these big complex subjects mm -hmm. and just teach it so that a kid can understand it, mm -hmm. so that I could understand it. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I started listening to this stuff over and over and over and over and over again. I stopped watching TV and I just kept listening to this stuff. What happened was I would do the same thing every weekend with my friends. Like we go out to the club, we're going to hang out. We're all going to chip in, put money on a bottle. We'll drink it before we get there. So we don't have to buy drinks when we get in the club. That's, that's the routine. We're going to pregame. Pregame <laughs> was designed for people like me and my friends. I'm not about to spend $10 on a drink when we get a whole bottle for 40 and we all put money in. We'll be in there, be drunk by the time we get there and, Never mind. I'm sorry. I had a flashback a little bit. I didn't have that experience. <laughs> oh, go, man. Come back to the podcast. So back, I, to I, the back to the podcast. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this environment. This is what we do. It's expected on the weekends. This is what we're going to do. But I start listening to this personal development. It's just he opened my, eye, my mind up to a whole nother idea. And what happened was the environment that I started to go to now... I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't like cut them off. Like, I'm going to stop messing with y'all. It was just, we doing this again, y'all? And then if you mention not doing it, you're the outcast. Oh, yeah. You're the outcast. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yo, let's just, yo, let's, this is what we need to do. We need to save our, and, and I think maybe my friends just, 
thought I was trying to recruit them because I got into a business and I'm like, oh, I can make some money. And I get in this other, this other environment and I'm telling my friends, like, listen, y'all, all you got to do is find three people. And those three people find three people. And we reach. <laughs> we reach. We went. I think more than the recruiting, <laughs> I, I'm just becoming something different. I see the game. I see that we're going to spend $100 tonight when we could take this $100, you could sign up in this company that I'm in. Yeah. But I don't think my, my major goal was necessarily to recruit them. It was really to just involve them in what I'm doing. And they started to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Because in this environment, this new env- this environment that I'm in with this new mindset, it just doesn't make sense. So I started to change. And the environment that I was comfortable in got uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go find some comfort somewhere. And I found comfort in these conversations. Yeah. So now I'm seeking out these environments. Listen, if you're taking a note, you will always seek refuge in where you're comfortable. My goal at this point was to find where I'm comfortable. I'm now comfortable talking about success. I'm not comfortable going to the club, drinking, hanging out. I'm just not comfortable there. But it started with myself. Yeah. It started with me. It started with me at least making a decision to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop listening to music in the car. Now, I know some people, they may love music. But I started to realize that music does something to you. It does something. To, I'm talking about hip-hop, R&B, whatever. There are messages. Yeah. Am I bugging? They're like messages. Now, we like the beat. We sing along with it, and then the song gets stuck in our head. But whatever's in our head shapes us. It's not like just the music that's in our head doesn't shape us, and we just like the beat. I had to stop listening to Mary J. Blige. I love Mary J. But my mindset started thinking, man, I ain't never about to be married. I'm straight. <laughs> All them drama songs, I was like, man, relationships ain't for me. I'm being single for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Where I want to go, that's what I allow in my mind. So now, I don't care where you live, what city you live, you can change your environment. But we got to start with the environment in our mind first. Yeah. How many people in here um, have made personal development a daily part of their routine? That's a good number. But there are there's also a big number of people who have not. And that's where it really starts. Um, when I when I when I said earlier that a lot of times when we're trying to identify what part of our environment is causing us to stay in this place that we don't want to be in, that is that is us. A lot of that reason is us. It's because Before you start cutting off friends and moving out of neighborhoods and going into other environments, you have to retrain your brain. You have to start feeding your brain and your body better information, better thoughts. It's auto-suggestion. It's self-auto-suggestion, right? So when I start my day, which I do start my day every single day with meditation and affirmations, like it's really difficult to get out of the bed and be angry. How many people ever woke up just out of the bed? You mad already? (laughs) You just get up out of the bed 
and you're lying because only two people raised their hand, right? <laughs> y'all are not telling the truth. Y'all have never gone somewhere and you're short with somebody or you've kind of gone off on somebody. You're like, Ugh, I'm just not feeling it today. Today is just not my day. How is it seven o'clock in the morning and you mad already? <laughs> you're mad already. Your alarm went off at six. By seven, you're mad already. And you're blaming it on things like I haven't had my coffee or you're still mad about the argument that you had last night. You have to train your brain. When you start focusing intentionally on personal development, things like missing your cup of coffee at the regular time and it delaying itself an hour won't bother you as much. That argument from last night, you won't even really remember the point that took you to the next level of passivity because you are so in tune with personal development and you know that personal development will help you shake something off very, very quickly. If you are not reading a book, listen to a book. If you're not listening to the book, watch the documentary. Stay tuned into the to, to the Social Proof podcast because this is, uh, in, in our day and age, this is a huge personal development Absolutely. resource. A huge, all we talk about on this podcast is success. But let me tell you something. The success typically doesn't come until you make room for it. Mm, so, okay, explain that, explain that, explain that, explain that. So it's about environment. Right. The, a successful environment. I'm not talking about physical environment, but the environment for success. Have you created the environment for success? Number one, so many of us want to make it out of the hood or make it out of our current situations that we haven't even de- we haven't decided what we want to do. How are we going to do it? OK, I want to get out of the hood, but how am I going to do it? I want to change my life. But what vehicle am I going to use to do it? Right. So that's vision. Do you have a vision? Have you established a vision? You want to make it out of the hood, but what exactly does that look like? Does that mean make it to the neighborhood next door to the hood? Does that mean make it to the other side of town? Are your neighbors now uh, multicultural? Are you in an upper class African-American neighborhood? What exactly does that look like? Right. I knew that when I moved to a different environment, it was important for me to be in a mixed cultural environment because I have now worked with all kinds of people and I wanted my daughter who was in a predominantly black neighborhood all her life. I wanted her to understand how to work with other people and navigate those kind of relationships and friendships. So what's the vision that you have and what does it look like when you close your eyes? What do you see yourself driving? Maybe that's not even important to you. Maybe what you drive isn't important. The other thing that was important to me, Shans, when I moved from the South Side was having access to quality food. Mm. (laughs) Having access to quality food was hugely important to me because every time I got off my exit, there was a Popeye's and a Chick-fil-A and a Wendy's, but there was no uh, fresh market. Is that when you develop your taste for churches? She loves churches. It's crazy. She's the bougiest person, but loves churches. For chicken. the record, it's I wild. do not eat churches chicken, but I do have a craving. Let me just environment, okay? Environment. Clear it up. Clear it up. Because Clear it up. whenever I go to the E complex, my choice is churches chicken or something else full of you know salt and yo, you sodium. And- if somebody was editing this, it would say, "Yo, I do not eat churches chicken." And then like they'll cut to the part where it says, "When I go to the E complex, my choice is churches chicken." So you gotta watch the editors. What happens you know I mean? is <laughs> because I 
spend so much time there when I'm there. The only thing you've been there, the only thing is a dang on church's chicken, and I go and get a biscuit. Do you eat church's chicken? Just for clarity, I eat biscuits from the establishment called churches. (laughs) I do not eat chicken from church's chicken. All right. So environment. Have you stay focused on? We're never going to sponsor this episode. We're we're professional. We're never going to sponsor the podcast. We don't want Church's Chicken to sponsor. No, we don't. They're going to give you unlimited. No. (laughs) (laughs) The second thing for me was having access to quality food. Like my daughter has such picky eating habits at that time, and I realized that being a younger mom, um, you know, and growing up, the quick, easy thing to do was to stop at McDonald's and get her the chicken nuggets just to hush her up. Well, there were no other options. I could drive up to the McDonald's. I didn't have to get out of the car. Otherwise, I got to get out the car, go to Publix, pick through the salad that's halfway ran down. You know, so I wanted some better choices in terms of food. And then I also needed to see people around me who were successful. I couldn't keep seeing people standing on the corners selling their bodies. I couldn't keep seeing the neighborhood dope boys. Like, I just can't. I know how it makes me feel. And it didn't make me feel like I wanted to be that person. It made me feel horrible for that person. And how dare I have these big dreams when there are people who are living like this. So I just needed to get in an environment where I saw success every single day. Mm. I saw it. Then, what's your plan for it? So you've got your vision. And you understand what it is. You, you know what your life should look like. You may not know how you're going to get it. It's not important. Somebody write down, it's about who, not how. Who, not how. And that's a book. I would yeah, actually get actually, that book. Morning Meetup. We're, uh, we're reading that. Right? Who, not we're how. We're about to read it, yeah. Who, not yep. how. It's mm-hmm. really important. When you read this book, you're going to have a shift in perspective because we stay stuck on the how so long. Well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get the money? How am I going to get the building? How am I going to start the website? I have no tech experience. How, 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 how. When really... Why are you worried about how when there are a bunch of who's out there who are... What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal Efficient in building the website. Who's out there who can introduce you to the building that will give you uh, access with the Second Chance program? Who's out there who are understanding about how to access other people's money? Like, we stay so focused and centered on the how. You have to choose success for yourself. And the reason we stay so stuck, one of the reasons we stay so stuck is because we haven't really chosen success. We want to be successful, just like you want to be married, but you haven't chosen a spouse. You got to choose the success and start showing up for that. Paint the picture of the person, the man or the woman that you choose to be. What do you drive? What kind of clothes are you wearing? What kind of stores do you shop in? What does your hair look like? What do your children wear? What kind of clothes do they wear? I would tell everybody, man, um, like start, just start like dreaming as much as possible. Like, I'll just go through, like, if you go on Instagram, hashtag dream home, mm-hmm. and just start looking at the stuff, right? Yo, if you're not careful, I think, you know, there's, you know, there's some people that, um, as it is right now, they would prefer poverty. I, you know, if you go like like any any major city, you look under a bridge, you find homeless people, mm-hmm. and we're like, man, I feel so bad for the person, but a lot of times they don't feel bad for themselves, mm-hmm. and they prefer this bridge over the other bridge. They prefer to be like this, and sometimes somehow they've convinced themselves that um, this is noble, or then they start to uh, say, well. I hate successful people. I hate rich people. Mm. Because if you're in the environment, you got to be so careful. 
in the environment because you will convince yourself that this is okay. Yeah. I remember in college uh, when I left North Carolina A&T and I came and uh, started taking a class at Clark, I remember uh, there's a, I think it was a, uh, what was Wells Fargo at first? It was Wachovia Bank. There was a Wachovia Bank and there was this homeless guy between on my way to the bank and I was going to deposit my check. And so this homeless guy is like, hey, you know, do you have any money? And I'm like, I don't have any money. But if you walk right there, I'm, you know, I'm right there. I'm about to turn in. I'm like, if you walk right there, you can meet me at the bank. I'll get some money for you. And so we go into the bank together, David, and we're standing in a line. He's standing in a line with me. And your boy takes out money, money, right? He takes money out of his pocket, like a big wad of money. And I go to the window and I'm like, I'm going to be right there with the $20. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go over here. He goes to the window to make a deposit. <laughs> he goes to the window to make a deposit. And I'm like, yo. Sonia's face is killing me right now. <laughs> so I leave my window and I go to his window and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I assumed you were homeless <laughs> because you asked me for some money. And here I am in college, but I just got my check. I'm about to give you $20. That's a big deal for me at that time, right? And he's like, I am homeless, but I have a bank account. That was my first time ever hearing that homeless people had a bank account, right? So I'm completely blown away. Where's the statement go? Right? I don't know. Because <laughs> it wasn't like online banking at that time. I don't know. So I, I walk out of the bank with him and I'm clutching on to my money. And I go outside and I say, if you can have a bank account, surely you can have a job. He showed me his receipt that had his balance on it. He had over $70,000 in the bank. $70,000 for the bank. What? He said, ma'am, I do have a job. I have a good job. Like, and show me this. His job was to be homeless and ask for money. And I asked him, who would choose this? Who would choose this? And he said, I don't belong in neighborhoods with the fancy little stuff and fancy little people. And, you know, you got 70 grand in the bank and you like, right here off the expressway. Yeah. And I'm like, sir, I can't give you $20. Like, <laughs> you better off than me. But to, to your point, people will choose it. And there used to be a reality show that will go and find homeless people who have turned this into a hustle, who actually were, there were six-figure income. You know what I'm talking about? There were six-figure income earners of people who were homeless and they would rather keep all their money and stay under bridges because at some point or another in their life, they truly were homeless and didn't have money, but they found comfort in that space. And they found an environment of people who they were doing better than. It's kind of like the people who like, anybody have that one friend that's always in a super toxic relationship? Yeah. They like Anybody that. is that friend? They like that. <laughs> who is that friend? I'm into that. I like it. From your Girl. perspective, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe your heart keeps getting broken. I can't believe you keep finding these guys and they're looking for that. Mm -hmm. So I, what I like for everybody to do is have like an introspective moment. Look at what you're getting in life. And I just want you to ask yourself, is this what I like? Logically, you're not saying, oh, I love being broke. Oh, I love 
I love having overdrafts. I love not having enough. But do you? Like deep, deeper than like the logical idea of your struggle. Because there's something about it that you like. Mm-hmm. My aunt said this to somebody one time. Um, they were, uh, I think they was at their job for like 15 years. Somebody, It was like, I forgot what the job was, but it was like one of those jobs you look up like, yeah, bro, you're still here. But it was like 15 years. And my aunt, she, she just like real brash. She was like, dang, you must like it. He's like, nah, it pays the bills. No, you must like this. It's not that it just pays the bills. It's not that you couldn't find anything else. You like this. Some of us have an idea and you like not being able to attain the dream because you like just talking about it. And you like being able to blame people for not having other people support you. You like that. You into that. Stir up the drama. You much rather talk about your failures than your successes because people give you more love. Mm. You get way more love. Yes, when, you do. When you're not attaining your dream. When something when you get fired, you into the you can't wait to get to your friend's house. To Listen, tell them how I dare they did you. Wrong. I dare you to post. I kicked in his door last night. Then I dare you to go in and watch how many comments you get. I kicked in his girl, what? 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 Then I dare you tomorrow to post, I kicked down the door to success last night. Two Which likes. one do you think you're going to get the most engagement on? Everybody wants to know why you kicked in his door last night. Not too many people want to know how you kick down the door to success. There's going to be some cream that rises to the crop, but for the majority of people, they're entertained by the drama. And we can see it with our own social media behavior. We're entertained by the foolishness and we're not clear with what we actually want. Have you asked for it for what it is that you actually want? Like, have you literally said, I want the six-figure business or I want the seven-figure business doing X, Y, and Z? So many people are still at work saying they don't want a job, but they're looking for and preparing for their promotion. That went over your head. Mm. See, I was never, the 2% raise at my job when I worked didn't bother me. I'm not going to be here long enough to get it. (laughs) 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 I'm not looking forward to the one-year review. I am only here to work to learn how you guys run your business so I can go and implement these into, these lessons into my own business. You were, how am I going to be worried about a 2% raise and being an entrepreneur? The entrepreneur is someone who is self-employed. Mm-hmm. You're working for yourself, building your own thing. So now ask yourself, are you wanting things that are contradictory to themselves? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I, I just thought about something. Anybody, your first time you had alcohol or liquor, you was like, oh, this is delicious. The, the taste of it isn't like super desirable, right? But if you do it long enough, mm. you'll develop a preference for the thing that you didn't like. And an addiction. And you'll say, no, I like this vodka over this vodka. No, this vodka is delicious. Man. Yeah. I don't like this vodka. But when you first have vodka, period, it's like, what is that? Or the first time you smoked or you had 
you had some sort of um, stimulant. It's like, you, know, you wake up with a headache, you drink, you're like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. But you go back for more. And then you go back. But the going back probably has something to do with the people around you or your environment. Or your addiction to just toxicity. Like it, it just works the same way. To your point, that first um, that first sip of Mad Dog 2020. Oh, everybody remember that? Oh, in college? What? That first sip of Mad Dog. It's so sweet. You, <laughs> you drink it and it burns your soul out of your body. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. But somebody oh. offer you a piece, a, a piece of soursop and you go, and you'll never have it again. <laughs> you will never have it again. But that mad dog, though, <laughs> you might not have the mad dog, but the Patron, you know, your first shot of Patron. And it, it burnt the hole in your soul. All right. Look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon. OK, we created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay. Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. But I offer you something healthy to eat. You don't like the way it tastes, so you frown your food up and you're done with it. I offer you an opportunity to now learn how to start that business that you want to start. Mm. You don't like the way the curriculum looks. Oh, it takes seven weeks? Yes, it takes seven weeks. Yes, it takes seven weeks for you to learn how to scale, how to, how to develop this skill. You have been working for 13 years and continue to learn how to be broke for 13 years. Why you can't spend seven mm. trying to get better? And I think we, we it's not the act that we like, it's the feeling. So we don't like the... The initial act of drinking doesn't taste good, but we like the feeling of letting our cares go, being intoxicated, right? But how do we get but, people to like the feeling of success? Like, But I'm trying to get we... them to understand that it's normal, even in entrepreneurship. Mm. I don't necessarily like to act, oh, we get to set up the cameras and we get the lights and all that kind of stuff. And then we got to go to the store and get a cord that doesn't work. The one we bought didn't work. And then I got to fly all my friends down here to pay for it. Then I got to get Donnie a room and she don't like the room. She complains about the room and then talks about I don't do four-star hotels, all kind of bougie stuff. I don't do four-star hotels. The act of all that isn't... I don't... We, we, I hope you guys aren't... I hope you guys aren't looking forward to the act of entrepreneurship. Mm. The act of it. But if you can start falling in love with the feeling of satisfaction, the feeling of hitting your goal, the feeling that you're going to feel right now is going to be super frustrated. When you start thinking about all the stuff that you need, it's going to be mad, overwhelming. You're coming up with the goal. And then it, this is why I don't recommend a whole bunch of especially new entrepreneurs, doing multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. Think about this. One business has five, six things that you need to do to make that business successful. But the five or six have five or six each. Yeah. That they all need to... Okay. So I want to... Um, I want to start a podcast. Great. So we got to get the equipment. We got to make sure we have time. 
in the schedule to do it. And then we got to find guests. Finding guests is a whole job in itself. Finding the equipment, like, okay, how, what? there's a million type of microphones. Then after you get all the equipment list, you got to figure out the money. How are you going to get the money? Then you got to figure out a plan to get the money. Imagine doing that for three or four things. That's why I don't recommend beginning entrepreneurs doing more than one business because there's so many legs to it. Hmm. But the, 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 I, I'm telling you, just how you take that first drink, I don't like it, but I'm just waiting for the feeling. We'll endure that, but not entrepreneurship. Mm-mm. Because when you start having the goal and all the stuff that you need, it's going to be super overwhelming, but just start checking it off. And the feeling of checking something off, that's what I want you to get addicted to. It works with liquor. It works with drinking. Lo- it works. works. Like, you ever created, like, a mean, aggressive to-do list, and it's, like, top-to-bottom things to do, but you checking it off one by one, and you go back to that to-do list, and you only got two things left to do? You feel so accomplished in that moment. And some people can't relate to that because they've never went through that process. Write it down and check it off. Like, document the process. Write it down, check it off, and if you fail at it, so what? A lot of us are not making it because we fail, our feelings get hurt, we shed a few tears, and we don't ever want to feel like that again. Anybody in here ever had a hangover that had you like over a trash can or a toilet, like with tears in your eyes, like God, never again? How many people oh lied God. to God? How many oh people lied God. to God? Let me see your hand. Oh my God. Oh, man, you now, wait, hold your hand up if you ever <laughs> cried over a hangover. Y'all better quit lying to me right now. That was a Keep your hand up if after you cried that one time you drank the same stuff that had you <laughs> cried. <laughs> we all went back for more. We go back for that self-inflicted pain, but our business does something and somebody doesn't support us and our sale and our launch doesn't go mm. off as planned. We shed a few tears and we ain't never going back. Done. And then we say stuff like we're rebranding. We're rebranding. You're not rebranding. You're about to do something totally different. He said it. You're he said it. <laughs> we restructuring. <laughs> we restructuring. No. Let's just stick to the original plan and make it happen. Yeah, he has a point out. <laughs> he, he did it. He did it. He did it. Let's just stick to the original plan and make it happen. So who questions? We ready yeah, for some questions. Yeah, who has some questions? Anybody got any questions? Come up we to this mic right here. Lot. Um, she was off. I feel you. Okay, at home. We like it. (laughs) All right, questions? Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeter. I have a question for Donnie. So I know that you started, you have your courses Mm -hmm. and you have your students. Was there like ever a moment where your course wasn't producing or any, you know, like any cons to when you were getting it up and going? So the course, no. There's not been a time that I've experienced where the course wasn't performing based on the goal that I set for it. But that is because I was a coach for 10 years before I ever released the course. And I just have irrefutable testimonials. So the course does what the course is supposed to do. Now, there was a time in my coaching business early on where It'd be a whole month, maybe two. New client not coming through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there was an issue, you know, with that, but not not with the course, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, but with the coaching business and with other businesses, for sure, there was a time where it just wasn't. So the, the results and the proof of concept was already there. Um, so my course is fairly new. <laughs> Can I tell you why I started the course? 
Yes. So I had been a one-on-one coach for years, like a done for you. Let's get in the trenches. Hey, client. Um, yeah, I, you know, I ain't just talking to thin air. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I had been a coach for years and unfortunately I had underpriced myself for so long. I was not charging what I should have been charging. So I was a coach, I had clients, but I'm working like 20 clients just to make six figures, right? And last year I got COVID. And when you have, I dealt with COVID and its effects for three, four months. And I could not work with clients in the same capacity. Like, I don't know, I might wake up today and I can talk. I might wake up today and I can't talk. And what ended up happening was that I was reminded of the trauma of what happened to me years before when I didn't have employment and money coming in and I lost everything. So I went into survival mode, but proactively because I still had a little bit of money. But my thought was um, all I saw around me was the stories of people who were dying, who looked just like me, you know, skin color, weight, body type, all of this, like people are dying. And I literally said, I have to finally put this course out so that my business could still go. Like my mom and my daughter would still have income coming in. Like my mom has basically given up on her dreams. My daughter is still in college. So I literally, I remember I transferred all my money into my daughter's account and was like, you'll be able to access this money in the event that I don't, you know, you don't know. If I don't make it, you got the bread to access. Keep paying Mimi's rent, keep paying your college tuition, do something nice for yourself. Um, And then I created the course. But because I thought I was so sick that I honestly didn't know what the outcome would be, I decided that the course had to be amazing because I wouldn't be here to to revise it. I didn't have playtime to kind of play with it. I knew, okay, Donnie, you got to put everything you've got into this course and it has to be good because it has to sell for years until your mom and your daughter figure something else out. So my concept was proven in essence of I put everything that I would do when I coach my clients into a course, which I might not have done, you know, previous. I might have given you some of it, but not all of it. I put it all out there with the intent that the course would outlive me. Thank you for the details and the story. Can I give you the backstory to my question? Absolutely. Okay, so I I think this will bring good uh, context for you. So the reason I'm asking is I am like at the, almost at the finish line to launch my course, right? So I'm taking, it's PR. Yeah, it's called Notable Brands and I'm turning it into like a media university. And so for years, I do public relations. So I help CEOs build notable brands through publicity, business features and exposure. For years, people have encouraged me to turn my intellectual property into a course. I'm like, but I don't know how to teach people what it is that I naturally do because I didn't go to college for what it is that I do in my business. So I feel like I have a good handle on it and I have a great coach. So we have a really good system and I systemized it. But I'm like, the result has to be there because most people pay a publicist to do this for them. So I'm removing myself out of the publicist seat and I'm teaching you as a CEO how to go get the the media feature at a Forbes or a Black Enterprise or et cetera. Well, imagine how I felt when I survived COVID. Now the course is out there. Damn, I didn't replace myself, (laughs) right? 
And so you have to decide. What I do know about the one-on-one service is that uh, there's a limited capacity of people that you can help. So without consistently increasing price, your income can will be capped. Yep. What I did start to notice in that time period, though, were people like RJ, who was able to leave his job as a result, you know, of the course and other people. And I started to notice, like, people are actually getting results. I'm not mad at that. So now would I rather have to show up for people over and over and over again? Or would I rather just let them have it because they're getting results and focus my effort on selling this course? I choose to focus my effort on the coach. Do I on the course? Do I still have some coaching clients? I do. I don't publicly necessarily promote it a whole lot um, because the course and the program is the focus. So for you, um, make sure that the value is there and that is good, right? And then I would leverage the clients that you've already helped on a one-on-one level. Like I've helped such and such do this, such and such do that, and you guys, I have packaged up that entire blueprint into a platform or a program that you can access yourself because truth be told, you can't afford to work with me. Exactly. Yo, let me let me give you uh, some help in terms of like teaching and coaching. What I what I, I love for you to do is to focus on changing your client's way of thinking. Yeah. Not necessarily the stuff that they do. So I can teach Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Eufy lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store 0.3 second fingerprint recognition listen you put your fingerprint on there you don't have, even if you got you got your bags you put one finger out there boop you get to unlock your door that way no battery anxiety you don't have to worry about the battery dying quick charging it's incredible also passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. All backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just... Order mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y. FY video lock or visit ufeofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, 
backdoor incredible. Okay, so search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock. Somebody, how to start a podcast. You get this microphone, you get that camera, audio. I can give you all the stuff to do, but if I don't change the way you think, I always have to keep telling you what stuff to do. That's a fact. If I can change the way you think about um, your process or if I can like get plant something in you that makes you more determined to go out and figure it out, if I can teach you how to figure stuff out, right. you'll go on Google and find a microphone. You'll yeah. go on Google and find a camera. It's not that, it's not rocket science. Yeah. If you continue to pe- teach people what to do, they'll leave because they'll be frustrated and they st- because they're still them doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's like somebody like constructing a house. If you don't know how to build a house, you don't understand the philosophy behind building a house. It's going to be lopsided, leaning, all that kind of stuff. You can tell them, listen, you put a nail here, here, here. You put the foundation here. You put the windows here. You can tell them what to do. It'll still be crooked. It'll still be wrong. Yeah. But if you can get them to think, if you can get them to think differently, so that's, what you, that's what I want you to focus on in your course. Not necessarily the how-to. The how-to they can find anywhere. But what's going to make you special is changing how they operate, how they feel, how they approach it. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Change the mindset, not the how-to and stuff what to do. But even on top of that, you also have to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because I was just there almost this time last year. I put the course out there. And now I'm replacing myself as a coach and I've convinced myself that I love to be in the trenches with people and I want to work with the people and be for the people, which, you know, I do. But I also want to be able to project my income. I want to help more people than I can help. And so I had to start working on myself. I had to get around people who didn't necessarily trade time for money and really say, Donnie, the course is good. Focus on the course, focus on the course, because how long did it take? I I still, after I had the course out there and I was still getting the testimonials, I would still lead with, I can coach you rather than now I use the language of I can develop you. I can develop you through my programs. Develop. I like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you guys. I love you both. Thank you. I need us definitely to remember as as we wrap up. Uh, Yes, sir. What? No more questions? Who are you? <laughs> so, oh my God. Okay, uh, let, let me just share this last bit with you all as we wrap up. Your wealth is going to be measured in time, not money. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you make a million dollars, well off, yes? Would you consider that somebody rich made a million dollars? What if it took them 40 years? They made $25,000 a year for 40 years. Would you consider that well off? It's measured in time, not dollars. If you make a million dollars in 24 hours, mm. we got to, we got to, <laughs> thank you so much. If, if you, if you got to like start to condense the time frames, let's figure out how much time we want. Then figure out how much money we got to make to get this time. And yeah. what time, we need speed. Anybody's taking notes, I just want you to write this down. Speed. Speed. I want us to focus on speed. The speed at which you get the goal. I picked up my speed a little bit when I realized that my mom was getting older. And if I become successful and she can't enjoy it, 
I waited too long. Speed. Let's focus on the speed of application. How long is it going to take you to make the list and start checking stuff off? Speed. You can sell a course. How much is your course going to be, Jeter? 7500 7, Absolutely. Way better than 750 How many people got a $500 course or a $100 course? You're selling $25 books, $20. But how, much, how long is it going to take you? Even at $3,500, your program is $3,500, right? How fast, how long is it going to take you to get to a million dollars? Speed. You know the difference between $3,500 and charging the client $10,000? You know what the difference is? The person that sets the price tag. The person that sets the price tag. It's not a difference in service. You might be even better at coaching men to tap into their emotions and their feelings. I'm going to put 10000 on it. You're better at it. You're going to keep charging 3500 I'm going to get to the mark faster. Because I understand the value. How, like, how valuable is that? Pay a premium. Who, the cheapest is never the best, and the best is never the cheapest. That's a fact. So let's stop selling $20 books and $25 books. If you're comfortable with that, you're cool with that. But I just need to sit you in a different room. Okay. All right. You ready to wrap up? I'm ready to wrap up. Okay. All right. Give us a round of applause. Please. Give yourselves a round of applause. Man. This episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. The more, how many people here is in the morning meetup? Mm-mm-mm. You're doing it now. Did you do it? What's up? Do you see the pattern? Do you see the pattern, though? That dollar hurt in his pockets. Let's get to a point where we execute. Execution. That obviously, is, I don't need your dollar, but no, I hope. Oh, you were taking notes. I get it. You wanted to not miss, and he wanted to not miss anything. Let's no, go ahead. No, I'm and- not letting him leave with the pattern. <laughs> There's probably some unfinished things in your life. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. When I was booking this coaching program, I said, yo, hurry up. I got to hurry up and pay you. All of it. I need to pay you quickly. He couldn't move fast enough. Just give me the information because I want to operate with speed. I know myself. I'll forget. If we didn't go through this right now, I would, I would bet. I would bet that it would still be on your phone. You'll have forgot it by the time you got out of here. And then the next time I see you, it's like, yo, I'm about to join it. I'm trying. We got these patterns. Mm-hmm. So, who else is going to pull out their phone and join the morning meetup? Go to themorningmeetup.com. This episode is sponsored by themorningmeetup.com. We gather every single day. I am coaching entrepreneurs every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is a $1 trial. You can check it out for a dollar for seven days. If you like it, stay. If you don't like it, you can leave. It's okay. No hard feelings. But we have the dopest book club in the world. Actually, we're about to start reading Who Not How. We just finished uh, What Makes the Great Great by Dennis Kimbrough. Um, we're on our 10th or 11th. We're on our 11th book for the year. Can you imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs all reading the same book? That is the environment that you need to be in because we create successful talk every day. You go to work and there's a, there's a different conversation every day that you go to work. But we started off and I'm on the call. It's not like I'm, it's like no pre, pre-made videos. I'm on there every day. Yes, anybody? 
can attest. I'm out of town. I'm on that joint. All right, so go to themorningmeetup.com. We'd love to have you in the environment. You get all kind of discounts and cool stuff um, that's going on in our world. Okay, themorningmeetup.com. And this episode, episode. Hold on, I need my phone. I need oh, my phone. Please, Hold on, I'm not done. Need... I'm not done. Why are you always in such competition message. with me? I'm not in competition with you. All right, I am in competition with you. You're right. Okay, see. do me a favor. Send me a text. It's the same. Let me see. Send me a text message. I have, okay, I have a text group where I send out updates, information, motivation, um, I'll be giving away money in my text messages. Um, text me at 404-737-4935. It comes straight to my phone, okay? And we do reply. 404-737-4935. I be giving got? away money is code for I'm desperate to grow my text I do. <laughs> I be buying lunch and all that. Just say, what's up? Just talk to me. I mean, hit me up. I'd reply to everybody for the most part. <laughs> kind of. Uh, uh, Oh, the number is 404-737-4935. That is the only number I want y'all to text tonight. I cannot. All right, so this episode is also brought to you by sixfigureedu.com. That's S-I-X figureedu.com. It is a community in which I develop and train coaches and consultants from scratch. So if you are someone with a skill set, you want to teach it to somebody else, you figured out how to do something, you don't know how to sell it, how to package it up, how to price it, you need sixfigureedu.com. Did I, do I have anybody in here who uh, retired from their job as a result of sixfigureedu.com? Yeah, let's give it up for RJ over there. <laughs> All right. And this episode is also brought to you by Post to Paid. Post to Paid is one of the most unique communities that I have seen in the marketplace to date. Uh, if you are struggling to come up with creative and engaging po- content to post on your social media, Instagram specifically, I literally send you three text prompts directly to your phone every single day. It is a post of what you can say word for word. All you got to do is plug in your business. I give you everything else. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. You no longer have to suck on social media. You no longer have to have posts that's not getting liked, not getting shared and not making sales. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. All right. And you can get on that list by texting me. It's $37 a month for post to pay. That's it. $37 a month. I give you three posts a day, every single day. This is best suited for service-based entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who offers a service. Text me the words post to paid at 404-737-2767, 404-737-2767. And you can just generally text that number if you're like, hey, I got my social media. I don't really need anybody to tell me things to post and help me make sales through my post. Mm. You can simply get on my text list because I also give out business pro tips, actual value. Um, Did you do that? Actual value. And all you got to do is text me, what's up, Donnie, or hey, and you will be on the list. 404-737-2767. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how many people don't want engaging posts on their Instagram page? Like, if you don't care about that, let me... All right. So 404, fingers moving. Yep. 737-2767. There it is. Tampa, thank you so much. Uh, Definitely enjoyed y'all. Thank y'all for being live and bringing the energy. And bringing the energy. Thank you for bringing the energy in Tampa. We appreciate y'all checking it out. Man, make sure y'all like, subscribe to the channel. All right. And we will see y'all in the next city.
Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com